Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client-only podcast with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client podcast. It's Andrew Nida here with Moise Param. You always have a problem saying that. August 14th, why? Private client access <laughs> podcast. I'm having, I'm having issues. Private <laughs> client podcast. Yeah, you just got to get your mind right. That's all. That's right. And it is Monday, August 14th, and... So you guys know, we have decided for very good reason to begin to stream this podcast on Mondays and record it instead of Fridays. And we chose today specifically because what is today, Mo? Today is Financial Awareness Day. National. National Financial Financial Awareness Day. Day. So promote financial literacy and encourages individuals to take steps to improve their financial well-being. Yes. Now, we want you to be financially astute. Your Every day of the year. That's right. Right. Even though today's just like the national day we recognize it. We forget it tomorrow and go back in debt. That's the U.S. motto. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no. So anyway, the reason we chose Mondays is actually quite simple. Um, the week is busy. You guys know that. Your week is very busy. And with our week being as busy as it gets, uh, we have struggled really getting some of the content that we want to have put together and ready for the show. And so we decided, hey, you know, both Mo and I have time. Uh, on the weekends, oftentimes we read or are looking at things. And and so we both agreed that we would have more time to kind of compile the weekend review All right. uh, uh, throughout the weekend and, and have a little bit better, more uh, prepped and ready podcast for you guys if we change the recording time to Monday. And it's also, you know, if you try to do a recap of the week prior, Friday, there's, there's sometimes there's news and important news that comes out Friday afternoon and it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. We wait a, a, an entire week to uh, to present it, so yeah, I like I like the new time. I like yeah, I do too. I do too. It gives us a little bit more time to be mindful, and so uh, we appreciate uh, your patience as we transition over to Mondays. But we should be good to go from here on out every Monday, and uh, this Monday's a little bit later, but it's likely we will have this podcast posted once again by lunchtime every Monday from here on out. Right. Um, with that said, good weekend, Mo. Good weekend. Uh, very laid back weekend, but we did end up seeing a little bit of the media shower. On Saturday. Did you hear about that? No, I had no clue. Yeah, yeah. Really? I didn't know about it until late, uh, around 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock on Saturday. But uh, this weekend, um, the there was a meteor shower. And fun fact, it was started, well, there was a comet that came past the Earth in 1992. So this meteor shower that's been happening every around this, this past weekend, every year since then, is from the trail of that comet. Really? 21 years ago. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So around 11 o'clock, Amber and I were, were, were outside and we just start seeing these media showers. Maybe maybe that's Jake's motto, my youngest. Maybe he th- he's thinking if he leaves a big enough blaze going through elementary, middle and high school, <laughs> <laughs> that he'll change the course of education. Leaving his mark, unbelievable. Um, yeah, so that was that was the highlight of the weekend. But it was pretty pretty laid back, typical typ- typical weekend. Church, housework, yard work. I don't know about where all of our clients are, but what I can say is here in Adairsville, North Georgia, it's hot. Oh yeah, I mean hot, hot. And we're out there working. Uh, we actually a little old timers out there. You guys can respect this. Me and the boys on the farm, hand picking corn trimming up or we were cutting up the corn stalks getting ready for dove season and um putting out some seeds stuff like that so spent all day saturday out there getting ready and uh sunday was nothing but yard works nothing crazy yeah yeah just normal week but 
With that said, it was a bigger week in the market. So drum roll, please. Bull Bear Story in Review. The Bull Bear Story in Review. Mo, you want to kick us off here? Yeah, last week we had a lot of news. Um, you know, we saw another week of consolidation in the equities and the U.S. Treasury sold off uh, in light volume. But there was a good amount of sell-off last week. Uh, started off with a downgrade of 10 small to mid-sized banks. And uh, actually, Moody's also said that they're planning to uh, down uh, downgrade um, some other banks, too. So that really dampened uh, the sentiment in the market. Um, there have been some talks about China's economy and a quote, it's a ticking time bomb, uh, according to the Biden administration. So and a lot of a lot of um, economic data from China seems to be weaker than we anticipated. And some of the Chinese developers have missed some of their debt payments and uh, are looking to restructure their debt. So it's uh, looking that China, the Chinese economy or the China economy isn't as robust as, you know, we've 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 seen in the past mm-hmm. and it's showing a lot and it's showing a lot in some of the sell-offs that we're seeing in the market uh, that we saw in the market last week i wonder do, do you think that many outside of the u.s maybe have the same perspective about the u.s economy mm. you know not that not to get into any type of political conversation here but the reality is as we look and we say okay this this china's economy which i think there's a lot of data to support it it appears like it's a ticking time bomb with that said I think there's a lot of individuals here in the U.S. that when they look at your previous statement, which was, hey, we've had 10 banks that have been degraded on their debt or the quality of debt. Right. Like that doesn't seem too great either. No. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. And and I believe it happened also to the U.S. government, you know. Um, Being downgraded to, yeah, what, double A, double yeah. A minus? Right, right. Interesting, though. I mean, you know, it's one of the concerns that definitely I think we share kind of hovering around and and on top of what appears to be a very good economy. But um, but yeah, when it goes to shift over here to the markets real quick, S&P 500 fell by 0.3%. The Dow added uh, 0.6%. The NASDAQ gave back 1.9%. Tech sector was the biggest laggard this week, while energy and healthcare continued to outperform. U.S. Treasury's yields back up again. Um, you know, we'll see how long that holds up. The 10-year auction was considered a success, but the 30-year auction on Thursday fell short and helped to push yields higher. Um, You know, gold prices have fallen a bit, and copper prices also tumbled. Yeah. So just a, you know, probably I would say a pretty relative week, nothing too exciting, just some regular movements that we seem to see, you know, week to week. Yeah. And, you know, CPI came out, CPI numbers came out last week as well, and actually a little more favorable um, than we anticipated. So the year over year, uh, year on a year on, excuse me, I can't even say that, on a year over year basis, overall CPI CPI increased by 3.2 up from 3% in June and core uh, reading increased by 4.7, which is down from 4.8 in June. Um, car sales, so the car wholesale car prices went down, uh, which is great. Um, we saw a little bit of a cooling in the labor market, 187,000 jobs in July, fewest since two, since 2020. Uh, in the first week of August, jobless claims hit their highest levels in a month. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's talks that the market is already, is already pricing in a 90% chance that the feds will maintain their current interest rate. So, yeah, so some good news there, but um, 
yeah, I mean, we're still seeing some some impact of inflation in the markets right now. You know, motor vehicle car insurance has gone up dramatically, dramatically, dramatically. Yeah, um, airline fares gone down by eight percent. Again, used cars and trucks down by one point three. The energy index down by twelve percent. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think there are there's a lot of sentiment that the work that the feds have been doing of raising interest rates and doing it sharply and doing it um, uh, at an accelerated pace, we're starting to really see the impact now. Yeah. You know, one thing that I want to add to that real quick, I was thinking about uh, probably the funnest part of my weekend that I've left out was hanging out with a good friend of mine, Tate, also a client of mine, the owner of Art, definitely a a great and phenomenal company that works with a lot of well-talented individuals in the music industry, uh, as well as uh, sports industry, also professional athletes. And I was sitting with him and another friend of mine who is um, essentially like a regional director and CEO type position over Hardy Chevrolet. And by the way, if you're looking to purchase a vehicle, I would recommend going to Hardy Chevrolet. Good friend of mine, great guy, honest business. And they're going to do tremendous, tremendous work in selling you a vehicle. But with that said, we were talking about this exact conversation about inflation and the cost of vehicles. And Brad just continued to inform us that it ain't coming down. Really? That that is as shocked as they are that that the vehicles coming into MSRP, of course, they they up ticket a little bit and then sell it. But that people are lined up at the doors continuously waiting to purchase some of these new models coming out. At ninety ninety five thousand. So as long as the demand is there, they don't see it. The I mean, demand is there. They don't really see a slowdown in prices. They don't see a slowdown in prices. You know, mm. the demand is there. The inventory is not like reestablished fully, and so it is. It, it's an incredible thing to see. And you know, I remind him consistently that every time he tries to sell me a new vehicle, he is not a good friend. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but the demand is not there on your side. Yeah, no, 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 no. Not with that price tag. Um, but with that said, yeah, just a quick snapshot of the markets. And of course, the overall economy, you know, continues to appear thriving and healthy yeah. and, and production seems to be good. Um, oh, there's another inf- um, inflation news. Uh, Social Security, cost of living adjustment. It's expected to be 3%. That's it. Yeah, just 3% because inflation is starting to cool down. So oh. the cost of COLA for, for Social Security next year. Isn't 3%. that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, Colas is reducing their cost of living adjustment to three percent. To three percent. That's ahead what the expectation of what, ahead of what they believe inflation's <laughs> going to slow to. Fantastic, great yeah. for all of our retirees that have Social Security as a major part of their retirement. All right, subject of the day: Roth conversion. We're still working through this article uh, from a very uh, successful financial individual that spent a career in the industry, uh, a well reputable financial analyst who basically came back and said, listen, you know, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing it. I know the tools. I know the the strategies. But essentially, here I am later in life and look back and say, you know what? I made some mistakes. Here are some of them. And number three on the list was Roth conversions. Right. And not to get too heavy about the strategy, but what really we were talking about and what we want to talk about is just making good quality tax decisions. Yeah. You know, um, I think one thing that most people miss when they, when they look at their retirement plan is the, the impact of making good quality tax planning decisions overall in their plan. And Roth conversions, for those who are not sure what that is, that's when you start to take some of your 
um, qualified dollars, your pre-tax dollars, and changing them into tax-free money through a Roth converting. So converting those those pre-tax dollars to Roth dollars, after-tax dollars, tax-free dollars. And the, the, the reason why that is so impactful is because at a certain point during retirement, there will be a time where you do not have control of what your tax rate is going to be. What I mean by that is, you know, uh, Social Security is going to come in, whether you defer it or delay it. At age 70, you will have to start taking Social Security. So that's one stream of income that's coming in. For those of you who are fortunate enough to have a pension, you'll have a pension coming in as well. And then at age 73, starting at age 73, you'll have to start taking your required minimum distributions. So all of these scenarios and all of these um, uh, uh, streams of income will start to determine what your taxable rate is going to be. And then all of a sudden, if you start to take distributions or essential, uh, additional distributions from your uh, qualified accounts, you could push yourself into a different tax bracket, paying more taxes than you really wanted to do. And even see yourself in the same tax bracket as you were uh, pre-retirement. So the ability to have a source of income or a source of uh, assets that are able to be uh, distributed to you on a tax-free basis is a beautiful thing to have. Mm-hmm. And and when we're talking about tax planning, to your point, there's different seasons where different tax uh, you know strategies or tactics play a part. Uh, if you if you're listening to this podcast and you're in your saving years, okay, you're you know maybe 25, 35, 45, 50, 55 years old. One question that you definitely should be asking yourself consistently is, am I saving in a way that's going to create tax efficiency later? All right, right to help the story that you're basically giving. Um, and so that's one great question to ask. Most of you guys, you know about Roth IRAs, you know about Roth 401ks, you know about traditional 401ks. And and basically all those things are IRS registrations that create different tax deductions for you today or tax benefits later. And your responsibility is to understand which side of this thing you want to be on, pay the tax now or pay the tax later. And I can tell you as a, you know, Mo and I, as the leaders of this firm, Although we may not talk about conversions, we're always thinking about tax planning. As we look at your story through the review process every single year, we're thinking about ways to improve your tax story. Now, if you're in the, in the season of life, which is what you're referencing, hey, I'm in retirement. And now as a result, you know, I'm early 60s, mid 60s. I'm before I get to this whole required minimum distribution age. You're one who's in a season of life that needs to think about distribution planning. Mm -hmm. And by distribution, we're not talking about strictly how much money do you need. We're talking about distributing assets in a way that's going to be most tax efficient for you. And I use the word distributions just so we're not confused. I'm not talking about take it and spend it. I'm just talking about taking it out, distributing it from this tax deferred qualified retirement vehicle, such as a 401k and an IRA. Yeah. So tax planning is absolutely important. And I think, Mo, it basically boils down to this question about tax brackets, okay? And, and the, the question that I think is, is often running through my mind is what rate is a respectful rate for our clients to pay? And, of course, that's a, that's a case-by-case question. Yeah, that's a case by case question. But if we just look back historically at, you know, tax rates, 
you know, the highest federal tax rate in history. I think it's 91 or 92 percent. Um, so that's pretty high. Again, there weren't many people paying it, but at the end of the day, it was there historically and it was there for quite some time. And if you just look at historically where we are um, on the tax rate and tax bracket wise now, we're in a very favorable tax environment. It may not feel like it, but historically we really are. So you're right. I mean, you know, with with the spending that we're seeing in this country right now, not to get too political, but just the reality is there's a lot of debt that as a country we have and a lot of spending that's being done, a lot of printing that's been done. Somebody's going to pay a tax bill down the road. Somebody's going to have to. And there's only three, way that, three ways that the government makes money. One is that they borrow. Well, they We've talked about debt. They borrow too much. We've borrowed too much. Print money. We've printed too much. And the third way is taxes. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, then I haven't sat and I haven't really haven't sat in front of anyone who expects tax rates to go down. I want to go up. Well, and and the reality is going up is not just a thought or an opinion. It's a fact. It's a fact. Because in year 2025, it's going to. And it's going to sunset back to the tax system that was prior to Trump to the Trump administration. Right. And is it going to be significant? Well, not significant, but it's definitely going up. And we know that. And so as a as a financial firm, the way we're thinking through your story and your plan, all that has to be added into it. Now, one thing that we see with uh, the way the U.S. tax system works here, and and we'll we'll not get too detailed and wrap this conversation up here in just a second, is a lot of times we get stuck on these federal tax brackets, 10, 10%, 12%, 22, 24, 32, 35, et cetera. But what we've seen the government and the IRS do is they actually add on all these different miscellaneous, if you will, tax liabilities that are outside of just your federal in, your federal taxable income. Okay, and what I mean by that is like, you know, the impact of taxation on Social Security as a result of your AGI or modified AGI, Mm -hmm. the increase in your health care premiums for Medicare as a result of your modified AGI, Um, investment tax outside of just long term capital gains that we're used to. And so it is a it's an equation that must be considered. Um, and it can be complicated. And one rule is not a one size fits all mm-hmm. type of rule. It has to fit within your plan. So, you know, we're taking this article and basically saying to you, we don't want you to make the same mistake that this individual looks back and says, hey, I should have just been a little bit wiser, slowing down, not funding the 401k just because I always have been, and actual, actually asking the question, is taking the deduction today better for me later? Is leaving money in my 401k today better for me later? And what is the right decision for me today and the impact of that decision forever? Yeah. That's good tax planning. That's good tax planning. Yeah. It's not just it's not just what helps us with taxes today. It's ultimately the decisions we make today. How does that impact me in the future? With that said, it has been yeah, anything else on taxes? No, no. I was more shutting taxes. us out. No more. I try to keep that conversation <laughs> short. Okay. The reason it's a big conversation is because we are entering into tax season. Quick note for you guys as we wrap it up. We are literally a few weeks out. That's right. Okay. And um, we are working toward gearing up for a major uh, focus on client season coming up after the transition to Schwab. Okay, and of course, this season, remember, includes a lot of things. It includes required minimum distributions for our clients. 
that have to be mindful of those types of decisions. It includes conversations on tax planning for our clients that qualify for Roth conversions. All of that is going to be handled. And those meeting requests are about to be sent out as soon as we get through this transition. It's all behind us and we're ready to get back to planning. And I would say anyone who has not uh, created their username and password at Schwab yet, go ahead and do that. Sign into your and log into your advisor client uh, website. You'll see the prompt to create your username and password for Schwab because September 5th, that's where you'll have to go. It's been a pleasure once again at the start of the week. Mo, we'll get to it this week. If you guys need anything, let us know. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Shoot us an email. We hope you guys have a wonderful week. See you soon. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Peran provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.